Happy 20th episode. Happy, Happy 20th! 20th. We're two girls, one scaredy cat. Oh no, that's oh. not what I was going to say. <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say. If we're not that, then who what, are What we? can you do when you're 20? You can apparate into a building. What? Oh, oh. Harry Potter. <laughs> I was like. I'm like, I still can't. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was like so confused. I thought it was like I would leave something my to do with something no. else. Like, which, you know, yeah. Um, Honestly, you can't do a lot when you're 20. The best time to be an age is honestly 21. Yeah. And it's not just because of the drinking. No. Like you can go to a hotel room by your, like you can. Can't rent a car. You can't rent. You can rent a car. Technically, you just have an extra, extra, extra fee. You can uh, walk into a casino. Mm. Yeah. I was. I'm still really bitter that Matchbox Twenty had a concert in Baton Rouge when I was going to LSU, and it was at a casino. Of course. And I was like, I was 19, and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, should have gotten a fake ID. Just right. Well. It I thought about so it, but then I was like, I don't know anyone here. Didn't you? I feel like you I think you texted, texted me, me about it once. I know. Yeah. I feel like you texted. I us. probably did because I was like really mad. <laughs> no, I think you texted me. That was before I saw them because then they ended up coming to Dallas like the following summer, and I was able to see them live. You want the last steak taco? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we brought- you don't want me hungry on this podcast. <laughs> we brought food today for us to eat because the last time we recorded was a nightmare. <laughs> we were I get all really hungry, so. and I don't know if you guys can hear it on the podcast. Well, it's when she starts to get really quiet and doesn't say anything. Yeah, you can. Yeah, basically, <laughs> She's just like basically, whatever. I'm just like there, being like, no, just I'm just there. Yeah. Um. So, um, 20 episodes, that's pretty that's a awesome. That's milestone, yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. And we've only been doing this for... Since October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were y'all doing when you were 20? We were... Okay, wait, what year was that? That's like, give a snapshot me. of it. It I was five that. years ago. Dating a guy that I don't date any longer, who everyone hated, going into bars illegally, and... <laughs> Uh, oh, it was my junior year. Oh. I was not having a good time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a bad time. Well, I love how we're, like, reminiscing on, like, the shitty time in life. Uh. I did go to Spain. I I did have my 20th birthday in Cadiz, Spain. That was the best night of my life. Cadiz. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. My dad was um, dying. Yeah. <laughs> but he was getting better. Uh... And then I was like, I need to go back to Dallas. I can't be in another state. And so I was like, I'm going to transfer. I was not going to apply to SMU ever because I was like, I can't afford it and they won't even accept me. But Monica 
insisted i'm a pusher to the point where she was like i'll fucking fill out your application <laughs> for you give me your social security number bitch um, so i ended up i have it memorized it's tattooed on my left half cheek ass cheek ass cheek <laughs> whatever that is it's the cheek after the ass <laughs> but um i applied and i ended up it was the first school i heard back from not only did i get in but i got a huge huge scholarship yes you did uh yes you did yeah you did and then monica and i ended up going to the same school and i was always in south carolina it <laughs> isabel you did want to transfer to get you you, oh you wanted God. to transfer at one point and you were like i can't be here anymore and we were like come on <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah. there was a point where i was like i need to leave this place but i did my four years in south carolina which, it was great i loved which it you don't regret i don't all, regret so. it i mean there was there was times like every i yeah. feel like in every person's it's hard it's hard being very far away especially when you're too i mean when you've monica, never been away like yeah that. monica and emily are two of my best friends and they were here and then my other friend who went to unt serena transferred back in this area mm-hmm. so like literally everyone was coming back the same year and i was i, I just felt like i was so alone in yeah in a place by myself yeah and if you think about it like four years to not go through anything difficult in four years it makes sense that people have a hard time in college yeah yeah, yeah. and which like, i mean like college fucking sucked yeah for me. same and i was so happy to have my like best friend yeah come. it was awesome <laughs> yeah no it, it was really awesome like if either of us were like hey what is up we could just walk to one another. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like studying, and then I'm like, "Fuck this!" And then I would come. That to is you. literally it. Actually, so. like, let me tell you about dumb shit I dealt with today. Yeah, like but uh, now we see each other on a very consistent e- basis, which is nice. Actually. It's really cool. I'm very especially because I didn't it. live here for a year. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I moved back, and then I'm I so didn't live here for a year. <laughs> me too. We were like, well, I kept thinking, I was like, what am I going to do if Isabel, like, never comes back here? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, um, and, and then, then you were neighbor. always, you were, like, getting your new job and leaving. Yeah. Like. Leaving? Like, traveling during the week and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which I know you're still doing, but still. I'm not. I'm actually on a project in Dallas, and Ooh! I'm probably going to be here for, like, several years. Oh, my God! Yay! Congrats! I'm just so everything happy. You I'm so happy, and it's, like, kind of low-key, high-key my dream. Oh, good. good. So it's exciting. You I know you, like, it. really wanted to stay in this area. Yeah. So. Oh, my God, I'm just so tired. Like, I know you points aren't worth it. I don't care if I'm, like, an executive platinum. <laughs> and then, like, mom strange old men are, like, <laughs> what the fuck is this 24-year-old tiny girl, like... Doing in first class. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I I mean, I did that whole traveling back and forth for like mm-hmm. two months, Not three fun. months before yeah. I moved away for the year. It sucks living out of suitcase. Like, because I lived, I mean, I, then I lived in an apartment in Fort Worth. So when I was here for weekends, like I wanted to see my friends, right. but everyone lived in Dallas. And so I... We never saw you. Yeah. Like never. no one ever even, saw... Like even when you were here. Even when we I even, lived... like talked about trying to go see yeah. you. And we were like, mm, mm. what about the dart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, so when I did move back, I was like, you know, fuck this shit. I'm just going to do the commute. I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to do my due diligence and make sure i live close in dallas i have a friend that you can carpool with if you're interested i would love a carpool friend okay except oh, for the fact that i don't actually green go sometimes i don't live in my apartment 
either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I I live in like five different places most of the week. Like three. Do you ever just stay at your parents' house because they're so close? Yeah. So I did that this week because my sister was on spring break. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I did a lot of traveling back and forth from like my parents' house and then here in Dallas because I work out here and then back to that area. Did your sister transfer to UD? No, she goes to Texas Commerce. Texas okay, that's Commerce. what I thought. I thought I saw, like, on a text message that your dad was like, what did he call y'all? Like, pony, my pr- precious something. And he was like, my two girls. <laughs> lions. Like, yeah. We're lions, yeah. So are they also the lions? Yeah. No, that's UTD's cute. stars. Comet. Comet. No, UD. Com- where you're oh, doing UD? your MBA. Oh, that's not why I'm going to my MBA. What? I thought oh, you were doing it. Yeah, I did. I did get into that one, but I transferred. And then I didn't even, I met, I didn't want to do rejected it. Rejected that offer? I rejected that oh, offer. God. And then now I'm actually going to Texas A&M Commerce for my MBA. Oh! Uh-huh. Yeah. That makes more sense. So we're both lions. And so, so yeah, it. so me and my okay. sister currently go to the same That's school, awesome. but she's about to transfer again. Okay. Is her MBA, yeah. is your MBA here in Dallas? No, it's actually just all commerce online. Commerce is like, oh, interesting. It's 100% online. So I don't even have to go there if I don't want to. Um, <sighs> they do offer, I mean, they do offer. I don't even have to like step foot on that campus. Yeah. I <laughs> um, Where is it? I have no idea. It's, an hour, it's actually an hour and a half away from here. That's yeah. Like, uh, no, I would never. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, but. If it's over 15 minutes, I'm not going. Yeah. But they have a really, it's like one of, it's the number one online program. Oh, cool. Um, for Texas, so I was Sweet. like, I'm lazy and I don't want to. MF Yeet. I, um, I maybe well, the Savannah College of yes! Art and Design uh, has Wait. a writing online. You told us about this two years ago. If I can get in, you're going to get in. Can, can we all take a trip to you know Savannah? just visit anyway? I know yeah. it can be like <laughs> online school, but like it's such a gorgeous it's campus a, and like I mean, beautiful. <laughs> they do. Sorry. Oh they God. do. One of, the, <laughs> one of the most haunted, haunted places, places in the United States. Yes. I'm so sorry. I know. We know this. Oh, y'all are going to Me and Wolf are going to Charleston this summer <gasps> for I'm my jelly. little's wedding. And That's cool. guess what I just booked yesterday? We're going to go on a haunted oh. house <sighs> walk. Did he convince you to do that? or I actually was the one who showed it to him. Okay. Because I've already, <laughs> been, I've already been through the haunted house tours of charleston so i was like i'm not gonna be scared because i know what's gonna happen (laughs) nice so i was like hey do you want to do this um he was like i think that'd be great so we wanted to bring it up here because like oh the scary cat was one the one who did it and we can talk Uh, about it yeah we'll take i'll take a lot of pictures but charleston savannah honestly all the south is kind of haunted my Just college old places are haunted. yeah i was gonna say my college was haunted but like that's my coochie's normal. haunted so, i don't know why i said that it's not so <laughs> i know <laughs> okay so we like requested people listeners to send in stories uh about their college yeah so we're gonna um, read them now yeah did you want to oh, we got some we got one uh, we got three th- oh we got three i didn't read all of them shit um so at what's in your hometown said oh my omf yes west virginia university i looked this up so i have the whole story 1971 wvc co-ed murders it's got everything cults kidnappings crazy dentists hitchhiking 
incompetent cops and decapitation. You know, all of that the girl's fave. so cool. <laughs> so I looked it up because I was like, fuck, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of that. Um, also, it like went along with our theme. And, and I looked teeth. up so many lists of shit. Not for... I did. I, I looked up a lot of shit. Well, I already knew what I wanted to oh, do. Oh, wait. By the way, our theme is... If oh, you haven't seen right. our future fight, fight, it's college or campus murders. Yeah, sorry. Okay, moving on. Anyway, <laughs> um, I I just for fun looked up a ton of other stuff. I already knew what I wanted to do, but and like the one I want to do or the one I'm doing is on a bunch of lists too. But whatever. Um, this was not on any of them. I was like, this fucking what the fuck, people? Like this is crazy. So these two girls. Uh, went to the like theater in Morgansville town something <laughs> something that's where West Virginia University is Mountain Mama no it's good. Morgan is in the name and then it's Morgan something so um I should know this but whatever <laughs> and they like went to the theater to see a play and then the campus at the time, because it was 71, that's yeah. what it said, mm-hmm. um, didn't have any mm. transportation from, like, the city, well, the, the college town that it is, to Obviously, the campus, yeah. which sucks. So they had to hitchhike. Oh. And they were lasting getting into a car with a 40-year-old white dude driving it, and then they weren't ever seen in, again until oh. their bodies were found. Um, but it took, like, four months to find the bodies but in the interim someone was like sending letters to the oh, cops freaky. saying where the bodies were and then they found the bodies That's based so on freaky. the letters were the letters like hints or were they like they're yeah, here it was and they like, never went no it, it was like um they were like in the mountains or something nearby and they like told them the like directions of how to get there exactly and then they found them like two days after they got the letter so but they didn't have heads. <gasps> yeah. Uncomfortable. And they were found in this like to- man-made tomb. Like oh, so from like rocks from so the weird. creek the nearby. Yeah. And there was like. That's a lot of effort. Yeah. There was like um, Remorse, maybe? a funeral pyre looking thing. Oh my God. So they thought cult. Cult. Yeah. Satanic cult. cult. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yeah. I hate this. They never found the heads, even though another letter was written that was like, this is where the heads are. Never found the heads. Did they even go searching for the heads? Yeah, they okay. they, they tried, I'm sure. Probably where the incompetent police Cops come. come. Yeah. <laughs> and then they've never found out who did it. Like, they had uh I, from the what i read there were like a fuck ton of um not not their comment but just when i was googling it suspects but none of them panned out i guess so yeah. i know and then the next three on the f- thursday post that m posted was one was from wolf who said the scariest story <laughs> from my college loans my mom that laughed is all. at that she thought it was great <laughs> monica said rumor has it that there was someone that would st- sneak into the library during finals and was roofing girls water bottles they thought they were getting tired from all the studying but no there was an id check at a certain point when was this was this when i was going no there? apparently it happened before i got there oh, okay. so before you got there yeah but yeah and crazy right and i don't know if it was like true or just like a rumor that they like that's like, like to spread severely upsetting yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Because it it's like, like they weren't doing anything with the girls. They were just passing out in the library. I don't know. Maybe they like hoped that they would take advantage of them, and then because how never got the chance. How creepy is it? Just roofing these people just cause and doing nothing. Oh, that's upsetting. Okay, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so freaky. And like the thing is, like we're it's a college in right. a major metropolitan city. Yeah, yeah. and like it's. A library that's open to anyone. Yeah. The public. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's a public library. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they're called. (laughs) But it's on our campus. Yeah. It just happens to be on our campus. And then they had to like instate like locks and rules and like ID checks. And my favorite like side story about this was eventually I was studying so much that the ID guard's like, you're in here every fucking day. I know you. (laughs) I loved our library. Although you could easily like get totally fucking murdered. So creepy. (laughs) Like, like I'm surprised someone wasn't murked there. For like real. it is so especially the have you ever been in there? No. The West Stacks upsetting. I mean, our <laughs> library is probably this the same as well, ours is the lowest point in South Carolina is our library. So like it goes down so up. Ooh. And so when you go when you keep going down in the stacks, no. like down, no, you no. don't get any cell service. So no, I'm also no. very Mm-mm. surprised Mm-mm. we have never had a murder murder happened mm-hmm. in our, our library mm-hmm. because it's the same thing it was it's open ours is open to the public as well um it's south carolina one of south carolina's libraries that mm-hmm. people can use uh but they do have a policy after 10 p.m only students can be in there so yeah. they do id checks and that's when they id check lsu's library yeah it was only two stories i think smu's was a three no i'll explain that later okay. go on but it was eight Okay. Down. I underground. Hate I hate I hate everything. I, I hate it. Um but the so but it was huge, LSE's library. And when you walked in, there was only one entrance. Um <laughs> The whole first floor was sort of this like that's open not a cat. That's space. Not a cat. Area. Yeah, what it the was fuck? actually. I thought that was a cat. Oh my god, Wolf! What the what fuck is that? What the fuck? Oh, okay. We have to post Momo that because challenge. like what the ever level. <laughs> I I thought he just had like a cute little gray cat on his phone no, out of the corner like of my ex. Some saw. weird upside down creature. What the fuck? I don't know. My boyfriend's weird. Um, okay. What the fuck? But, like, so the first floor was, like, super open. And even the second floor, like... What the fuck? Everything Sorry. was sort of the way that it was set up. You could basically see everyone at any oh, given time. Oh, that's good. Which, I, I love the LSD library. Really nice. Huge library. They also had a CC's coffee in the library. Like, SMU has Starbucks there now. Yeah. Um, we won't... We a legit Starbucks. We weren't allowed to... We don't have our... Barista at our library. It, no it, was like a real, it was like a real Starbucks. Oh no, it was disgusting. Like, no food allowed. People would just eat. Everywhere. Well, I yeah. I would hang out there to get coffee. I never got food there at Starbucks. Not at that Starbucks. I mean, like whatever. I didn't eat there. Mm-hmm. Like I just got coffee. Okay. But uh, that was like the new part of the library, so it was nice. <laughs> Except then people were eating. And talking yeah. and being loud. So so the creepy thing about SME's library, or one of their libraries, the main one called Fondrain, is that half of it is, like, super old. Yep. Can't remember exactly when it was built. And then the other half is newer. 
And the old half has eight floors. The new half has like four. Mm -hmm. So they're connected and there's like half floors. Oh. Super creepy. Why didn't I know this? I don't know. I, I, I really didn't go there because I just hung out in Dallas Hall. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I mean, never like, went anywhere else. So. It's whatever. But it was like weird because like of the old building was like really quiet. Yep. Old. Creepy. Drafty. Dark. Very dark. Um, Like tight. Like they did. Like I mm-hmm. guess. No, oh, I understand. The fourth floor had like high yeah. ceilings to like try and match, but it didn't perfectly match. So sometimes you would like walk downstairs to go to like the seventh floor, even though you were on the third floor. It was like really weird. And yeah, like you could get on an elevator and it was just like confusing. You could get super lost that way. So yeah, no, South Carolina's only had five floors down, um, two and then two above so mm-hmm. like it was eight floors but so there's four floors without windows sorry math four, three f- no four <laughs> floors yeah, without four. window yes four floors without window oh my god I four floors without window there's no yeah so like you go down <laughs> no and sense. each each floor each floor is obviously lower lower and it doesn't lower. even make sense and, like um no no and so no so, so do you while step you to one so while you drop down you lose cell service so it's just really it's so creepy and then it's such an old library, so, like, there's nothing new about it. So it's, like, built yeah, so long ago. I mean, it's the... It, yeah, so if there was a, a murder, murderer running amok in there, like, you would never know. Like, never know. The construction across the street. Yep. Okay, so then the third person on this was me. So I, I talked about that there's tunnels that run underneath my university because we were part of the Underground Railroad. Oh, that's cool. That must um, be haunted. Yeah, so they're haunted. They're obviously and technically, 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 technically sealed off. Um, but college kids are college kids, so yeah, we find ways into those places. Um, and then, and if you go to my college and don't know how to get into it, it's under the smokestack. Stack is one of the entrances uh-huh. to the um, to the underground till underground tunnels. And then the last thing I talked about was that, so my college is like, is so old that when they were built, when they built the buildings, um, one of the things they did was they put wooden staircases in front of them um, when they were first built because it's a little bit higher off the ground because flooding happens in Columbia. Um, And so students uh, used to burn down the stairs if they didn't want to go to class because there were wooden stairs and then it would take like two to three days to rebuild. So. It's not, they're not wooden any longer, but like, it was just a funny story when you like tour the campus that they say to people. Um, yeah. And then the last one was from our, from my friend, um, Cam, who lives in California. So, hey, shouts out to Cam. Um, he said about 20 minutes off of campus was a place called the Gateway to Hell. He went to University of, what's Rock Chalk, Jayhawk? Jayhawks? Jayhawks. Isn't that Kansas? Kansas? Okay, Kansas, okay. So he went to KU. KU. So he went to Kansas. Women's volleyball and basketball. Basketball, so really. Yeah. So so this is about his his campus. So about 20 minutes off of campus was a place called the Gateway to Hell, a crazy haunted stairwell in the middle of the cemetery that is supposed to lead straight to hell. 
Some of the people on my floor claimed to have spent 30 minutes walking down the stairs into total darkness, but when they turned back, there were only a few steps down. Mm-mm. So many people show up to the site on Halloween that the police have started blocking off the cemetery from tourists, or are they trying to keep something in? Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of a... <laughs> Right? I love it. It reminds me of that movie. Wolf, what movie did you we watch where it was like Dante's Inferno and each floor down was like seven like what? As above, so below. As above, so below. What a freaky name. You should watch that movie. It reminded when I read that comment, it reminded me of that movie. So Um Have you seen it, Emily? No. Oh you look Uh, I would love to see it and also go to that place <laughs> no i'm sorry that's where i draw my line uh, <laughs> no sorry. if there's they're keeping something in mm-mm, no he's, no he's sir speculating i, I know <laughs> he had me going up until <laughs> something's okay. in there yeah and then no. we got a message that i'm going to read from yeah. um so the podcast is um histories mysteries and conspiracies Ooh, sick um and they sent us a message, and you'll find this to be relevant. Their name? These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> um, when, when I read this, you'll be like, oh my god. Um, so this is what they said. So at my alma mater, there's this big blue statue called the Transition Statue. Uh, they also sent a picture, so it looks like this. It's just this. It look. It's a blue architectural oh. statue. Mm-hmm. I'm just explaining it because we're yeah. showing pictures. If you walk under it in the wrong direction, le- legend has it that you will fail your finals. Uh. Nobody really knows which way is the right direction or the wrong direction, so people just avoid walking under it altogether. I've seen people grab freshmen before they went under it to save them. Even in the snowy season, plows rarely plow under it. The statue is located in a very busy part of campus where there's a lot of foot traffic traffic and the sidewalks beside it are quite small. So it can be quite inconvenient to avoid walking, walking under it, but people still do it just to avoid failing finals. Crazy. So at Monica and I school in like the biggest <laughs> building on campus, like crest, what was it called? It, it was um, a seal seal. Yeah. So Which always makes me think of like envelope seals. I'm and like Dallas <laughs> Hall is just one big. My lips are. Ah, ah, ah. What movie is that? No, Crazy <laughs> Stupid are... Love. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, <laughs> I was like, my lips are sealed. The Mary Kate and Ashley movie. Yeah, and I was like, um, okay. So, in the biggest gosh. building on campus, aka Dallas Hall, aka the only place I fucking had. Built in nineteen eleven. Yeah, I only. <laughs> I, I had maybe, like, two classes ever that weren't in that building because the history department and the English department were in that building. So, basically, all their classes were in that building. So, I never left. Anyway, um, there's a seal on the first floor, and that building is beautiful. Like, so, if you're standing so in on that seal, even if you're standing on the seal, which you're not supposed to, even if you're standing on it and you look up, like, it looks like the fucking Vatican it's gorgeous um but that seal you can't walk on it if you want to graduate in four years and then when you graduate you can walk on it whatever it hasn't really dated well this legend because (laughs) who cares if you don't graduate in four years (laughs) exactly (laughs) like 
Um, I didn't, and I don't care. So um, it doesn't happen for everybody. <laughs> but anyway, so we had like a similar. Do you think it's really thing. gold? Probably not. Do you know? I doubt it. We don't. We don't have something like that in South Carolina. Leaf. But I think Georgia does. Uh, they do. Uh, like an arch. The arch. Walk underneath. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, we only have the clapping circle, which if you clap in it, um, it echoes. It echoes. LSU uh, had an amphitheater yeah. outside that was like that. Yeah. That's the only thing we have. And it's supposed to sound like... Ghost. Boomer has it. It's supposed to sound like a game cock crowing or something. Please. You're like, okay. no. <laughs> but whatever. Cocks when they crow it, sound like clapping. If you hear okay. a roar ah, on Ellis's ah, campus, ah. it's the fucking tiger, like the actual tiger that lives on campus. Yeah, we don't. So. We don't have. You didn't know that LSU had a tiger. Live, Mike the tiger. Mike the tiger. It's living there. Yeah, what, chilling. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell the story because they're both looking at me like I don't know. in a cage, in a tiger sanctuary, with just chilling. Yeah, he's pulling it up for you. Mike the Tiger. I saw it once at a gas station. Not that's Mike. Not that, Mike. Yeah, that's not Mike. But. And that's fucked up. I, that's another story. Yeah. Listen to the criminal episode about it. Anyway. Uh, so the that's the uh, basketball uh, arena. Little pee Yeah, Mike. That's yeah. That's the basketball arena, and then he he lives in the, his sanctuary is in between the basketball arena and the football arena football arena fucking football field um and they used to bring him into the stadium on game days in a um cage, cage. and it's fucked up yeah so they don't do that anymore um it would freak people out <laughs> they just like he would like be on the peripheral like they just cart him around like the um cheerleaders but again fucked up um so yeah like that's on campus and it's it's better now because it's an actual tiger sanctuary also lsu is technically an a&m college yeah and Ag. yeah like most those are state schools state typically schools, yeah. are but um so the, their vet school is one of the best vet schools in the country mm-hmm. and um so a lot of people um go there for veterinary school and a lot of the like vet grad students get to work with him. That's really cool. That's I cool. think it's really, really That's cool. That's a really cool special. Yeah. So terrifying. Okay. okay. He's just a big so cutie. So we're gonna start since we're our intro is yeah a bajillion big kitty. But okay. I hope you liked our stories and I hope you liked our shout outs. Um, I thank you for all who participated in giving us like awesome stories and letting us add our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now Mo and Emma are gonna do the. Tool of the hands. Tool of the hands. Don't do scissors first. We're gonna tussle. Fuck you. (laughs) Don't get in my head. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And that was Monica saying she lost. That's double up yours because it's up yours and up yours. Just wanted to make that clear. I, I still love you, you deeply, and you're one of my favorite <laughs> human beings in the whole wide world. But you got in my head. She you did scissors, what? and Emily won. With Can the we rock. do best out three? No. Okay, I'm Emily's saying yes. Okay. She's confident. Okay. She's so <laughs> Emily's like, I'm fine with that. Are we starting over, or does that one count? That one counts. That one counts. Okay, Emily won. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot.
Monica won. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, Monica wins! <laughs> Two papers over rocks. Thank you. And, and she ejaculated. <laughs> I want to clarify that was a hand motion, not me actually coming to yep. climax. Yep. Thank you. Okay. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I'm not prepared to win. As I we, need to work through my like inferiority complex in I think you do. the yeah. ouch thanks. <laughs> because you can win if you set your mind to it. Oh. Don't. I literally just did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But but you also need to be ready when Why you do. Why isn't my mouse working? <laughs> Mousey. You the open. new? Uh, oh yeah, you have an air. Never mind. Mouse. I was gonna say, do the um, new MacBooks don't have the Apple that lights up because that's depressing. Isabel, he wants more juice. Okay. He's st- he's still quietly asking for juice. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so my thing is like a page and a half. It's super short. Okay. Woo-hoo! Because there's barely Nothing. anything about it. Okay. Right. Be so careful. I've spilled drinks on my laptop before, Wolf, and like he I'm nervous. He hasn't done it yet for you. I was gonna hold it. He's like he's he was opening the thing. Okay. If you ever spill water on your laptop, what you do is immediately turn it off, flip it over, put it on a fan with a damp cloth. Cloth. <laughs> Ass cloth. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is um, this is Save Your Electronics Corner for Monica. <laughs> All right, I actually created a smiley face <laughs> by typing. Okay, so um, this was where am I starting? How do I speak? Seventeen-year-old Sarah Beard was a freshman sociology student at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. Okay, I fucking- New Mexico. What? You don't like the state of New Mexico, or no, you don't I like, just don't like Albuquerque. Well, I've never been. I don't, I've I don't heard think it's we cool. want to get into that. What's the mascot? Oh, oh, wait. Uh, can I, we play the my favorite murder game where <laughs> they make up a mascot? Because oh, I love sure. that. <laughs> the, I the, no, they 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 Latin wolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fighting um, narwhals. Cool. Cool. Okay. Narwhals. No. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Fighting no. polar bears because they're in New Mexico, and that makes sense. That? <laughs> that's gonna happen eventually. Have you seen the really skinny polar bears? And they're oh, polar bears are mating with grizzly bears, which is like terrible. I think I brought this up before. They're mating with grizzly bears, and they're creating roller bears and <laughs> they're terrifying because it's like the fiery fury of a polar bear and then like the size of a grizzly bear and they're like this like cool like snickerdoodle color oh. anyway but they're that's so fully from global warming yes oh the sure. polar bears are coming down they're like oh We're cold yeah no wait the grizzly bears are going up there we go oh <laughs> Yeah, be fucking afraid. The griller bears are coming for you in 50 years. I'll show you Let's care about okay. the environment. I agree. So First, seven... we need to get rid of the giant trash heap in the middle of the ocean. I thought you were going to say that's an office. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Political corner for Monica Blanas. Oh my god, look how cute. They're not... Did you know polar bears They're are cute. my favorite... Animal? Animal. That's cute. I did a Have whole... you met Bert? 
Alex's dog, who's a great Pyrenees, and people call him a polar bear. Oh, no! What? I want to meet Bert! He's cute. We'll go steal him later. Okay. Pour one out for Bert. <laughs> who's alive? Who's alive? <laughs> oh! I killed another bear? Growler bears. <gasps> he it's killed another bear. animals but i still love polar bears because really? they're going Delicious. extinct i and did you know nature that- is lit <laughs> have you ever seen the polar bear that's like chilling in the water and it's like holding like another polar bear and they're like oh it's so cute they're playing they're kissing and then they realize it's a head it's just a head and he like <laughs> mauled this other bear oh, no they're but cute but they're vicious do you know what else is vicious like My sea dick. lions they are. I've seen them fight. But I, they're cute. They're so They're really cute. <laughs> they're so they're Whenever so we go to um, Northern Cal, we're going to go on a road trip to go see the sea lions of Santa Cruz. Oh my God, yeah. I've always wanted to see okay. They're really Back cute. Or the ones in San Francisco. Yeah, I was going to say, loud we too. could go to the San Francisco The ones. San Francisco ones are hilarious. They're so loud. But it's so, so loud. It's and so they're so fat. They're they, just, so they, bad. Just, they just lay there, and you're like, "What are you doing with That's your like life?" My life <laughs> They do. To get attention, yeah. Bears um, are active in infanticide because if they a male sees. A female with a cub that it wants to mate with, it will kill the cub to open up. You know, he's taking the goalie away. Yeah. Yeah. Real fucked up. Okay. Um, They're animals, whatever. If you you think Wolf still needs a mic, please shout out to us because we really need a mic. Let's find me page for Wolf having a mic. mic. Let's just get him one. (laughs) We're going to create a GoFundMe page. (laughs) And get one single dollar. It will be for my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Who we love, so we appreciate the doll hair. I had a teacher, another tangent, whatever. I had a teacher (laughs) that uh, was, like, writing... Like, he was already a PhD, but he was doing a research paper on, like, GoFundMe pages okay. and, like, crowdsourcing well, some finance. of them are fucked up. But like, yeah. Kickstarter. Oh, my God. I hate when people are like, oh, I accidentally spent my paycheck. Can't afford things. I'm like, get a job. Get another job. <laughs> like... Choosy beggars. Hash. Hashtag choosy beggars on Reddit. I've started following that. Super All good. fucking hilarious. Super good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, okay. entitled parents is another good one. Oh, God. I couldn't. I would never be able to read that like casually because I, I would just get angry. It's so bad. Did you read the story that is from Just No Mother-in-Law that had to do with coconut oil? Oh, Just No you? Mother-in-Law. I read yeah. that too. Fucked up. Real fucked up. Anyway, okay. So, seventeen-year-old Sarah Beard, right? Yeah, freshman sociology student at the University of New Mexico. The fighting polar bears. The fighting polar bears. Woo! Turquoise and like alternative White. scene. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I love this fake school. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna really look it up. School. I know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna really. There's look like a very. Up. Do you know people think that New Mexico is like not actually part of America? That's what? Hilarious. That's hilarious. People are dumb. Whatever. So at 4 p.m. in 1988, on December 8th, her mother is Susan, that where the University of New Mexico is? Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, her mother, Susan, goes to her off-campus apartment. So, you know, like, she tries to call her daughter. She doesn't get a lot of responses to the calls, repeated calls. She keeps on calling her daughter, right? And she's not answering, so she decides to go to her apartment. She gets a key from the landlord, enters her apartment, and she calls out to her daughter. There's no response. There are the lobos. I knew it. No. I actually knew the oh, no, I knew the okay. mascot. I'm not dumb. <laughs> oh, I have a closer for this one. Okay. Okay, good. Um She calls out to Sarah, there's no response. Then she hears a rasping sound from the far side of Sarah's bed. <sighs> she was shocked to find her laying there beaten and unconscious. Oh, <gasps> no. She had been raped several times. <gasps> And was struck in the back of the head with a hammer approximately 11 times. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. And she's Um, still alive? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just remember, she survives. Three of these blows. this is a murder. No, I'm kidding. LOL. (laughs) I mean, not LOL, but... Mine's a murder. (laughs) Sorry. Three of the blows were strong enough to fracture her skull and jaw, and she was rushed into the emergency room, which lasted until... And she was in there until one in the morning, um, and she survived. Woo. So we got out of the hard part. Thank God. Oh, my gosh. It's like taking a shot. Yeah. But I mean like a a needle shot instead Mm -hmm. of like a vodka shot. Got it. Actually, eh, both. I guess you're vaccinated. I don't know. Whatever. Vaccinate and your kids. Okay. Thank you. I, I had an internal that. like argument in my head on what, which one was better, like vodka versus measles vaccine. Both yeah. have their pros and cons. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cons to the fucking measles vaccine. Let's just. Ouchie. Let's just put that out there. Sidebar. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> whatever I. Her get. one and a half page case <laughs> exactly as long as my seven pages one i at me i'm kidding i'll create a twitter just i mean the why hate. why would i care about that so whenever <laughs> i get blood drawn or yeah. like shots i am a nervous laugher <laughs> and i laugh the whole time and it freaks the fuck out of nurses understandably because i'm sitting there like oh my god that's so much blood that's <laughs> why are you looking <laughs> <laughs> and like thank god i finally got like my anemia under control because i used to have to get blood like often which doesn't make sense if you're like low yeah, blood what? count to get blood tested often but whatever that's how they find out you're anemic yeah so, yeah back to it okay <laughs> so sarah remember she survived she's in the hospital she's unable to verbally communicate due to injuries of her jaw and the police are there her parents are there and they want to identify her attacker just so they can uh, catch yeah. him well <laughs> yeah is he raped and bludgeoned her yeah and, yeah. It doesn't happen and again. her parents decide that they would ask her questions and she would respond by squeezing her father's hand her father's name is james so james, james and susan sweet i love the name why james. why couldn't she write I don't think they thought that. <laughs> I don't like. Holy shit! You're so right. I. I mean, she was beaten, so maybe that's the most she could do, like squeezing. Well, and maybe if we're she talking was on about drugs. a head injury. Yeah, a head injury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just. I. I just know. I, I, mean, I have questions. Obviously, we're, we're like, working it out. We're, we're, gonna, we, we, we're gonna work this. Through. I'm thinking potentially the head injury immobilized her everywhere for a temporary. Yeah. Amount, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, Which makes sense. When she answered several questions correctly, they decided that they would ask her to identify her attacker. They probably were like, who's the president? And then like, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Or is your middle name blah? Is your middle name blah? Is is this your parents? Is is this your birthday? Who are you? Who are you? What was your purpose on this she, earth? She's like um, squeezing in uh, what's that? Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they went through the alphabet to have her give the first letter of her attacker's name. So they go through A, B, Jesus. C, go all the way. And they almost went through the whole entire alphabet. And her parents were afraid that the hand squeezes were a fluke because she didn't sign off on it. Or squeezed off on it. And she finally squeezed his hand when they reached the letter W. And they asked her again. Wesley. If her friend. (laughs) (laughs) They asked if the attacker was her friend, Wadada. And she confirmed this by squeezing her hand and having like a violent reaction. And uh, Wadada. whose full name and real name is unknown, was just like a hangaround at the university. He didn't go to school there, but he considered himself an artist and often asked for money from various students and sometimes lived with them, including Sarah. Very weird. Like, he, like, they think that he might have been homeless and just, like, bumming around, hanging out with students. Um, However... And unfortunately, police could not press charges based off of the strength of a hand squeeze. Which, fair enough. And they needed her to verbally name her attacker. Doctors feared that she would never be able to speak again. Well, if that's the case, they're going to have to go off the fucking hand squeeze. So, doctors were afraid that she would never be able to speak again. Um, And, yeah, like, it is kind of dumb that they couldn't at least question the dude like where the fuck were you or just grab him but like fine whatever don't charge him but can't you just where were you on the afternoon of december 8th or were they able to do a rape you get yeah i we have a lot of questions there's a lot of questions yeah right okay so weeks pass and she was eventually able to recover from her injuries sorry good and go In January, she was able to speak again. So after a month, a whole fucking month, this man beat her so badly that it took her a month to speak. Speak. Sad. And she gave investigators a full account of what happened to her. So she said that on December 7th, 1988, a month ago, she was planning to go over to the university to study for finals when Wadada came to her apartment. He asked to borrow a paintbrush, and she told him where it was located. And she also told him, like, I have to go soon, just giving you a heads up, basically. And as soon as she turned to put her shoes on, he came behind her and put a knife to her throat and ordered her to take her clothes off. She banged on the floor and walls, screaming for help, but no one heard her. And, um, you know, what happened? Uh... And after words from the awful act that he did, he began chanting wildly and like made her join him. Super freaky. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And <laughs> like he also told her to apologize for what had happened to her. And he then 
begin like striking her on the head with a hammer and left her to die. Oh my god. I know, it was awful. This man was never seen again. What the fuck? Yeah. So the way that she described him said that he was between 5'7 and 5'9 and was thin. And he speaks with an accent that could be described as French Caribbean or Ethiopian, but was also fluent in Spanish. Interesting. Um, and his right hand was deformed and his fingers were crabbed together, forming a claw like shape, Mm kind of like this. I'll show you a photo of the way they drew it out and his right arm connected to that right hand was deformed and he had burn scars from the front and back of his hands. His listed birthplace was Guayana and he had apparently previously lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico, Miami and Brooklyn and um for this he is wanted for rape and murder but never to be found again are you freaking kidding and this was uh an episode on unsolved mysteries that tv show yeah on february 2nd 1994 and two things okay so what i think is kind of creepy about this is i really wanted to watch this episode this case was omitted from when they took all the unsolved mysteries and put them on netflix and i think that with some of the episodes yeah and like sometimes it's they like say like the statute of limitations has expired or sometimes they say like um different reasons like the person that they were talking about like actually was proven to not actually do it that sort of thing or maybe it was like some other like legal reasons why they yeah, wanted to take it out there could be a lot of but what i think what happened was the actor that played wadada was played by jeffrey anderson gunther and there were a couple of people that would like see him walking around they oh, would like no. call in and be like oh my god i see him i see him <laughs> that's so stupid that's not the guy yeah, and this is the like, I looked at his IMDb, and he's like on a lot of different other things, too. <laughs> that and poor man. It's just so Jesus dumb. Christ. I know. It's really dumb. Uh, oh, gosh. People. Yeah. Do your research. Everything you see Do on the research. internet slash TV slash. It's, they're reenacting. Yeah. That's the whole entire fucking and, point. Like, what I was reading on Reddit, apparently, like, the chanting part in Unsolved Mysteries is like so creepy they've taken a like with the one like what you were talking about where they would not air the episodes anymore and they're not available to watch um there are several cases that i know of that like aren't on there and it's for that reason like because they made the audience like too uncomfortable so that alone could be a reason why they took it down yeah they said it, uh there was a lot of people there's like a reddit thread dedicated to that tv show and solved mysteries yep. and they're like this is single-handedly one of the creepiest ones i've seen yeah. well the thing about unsolved mysteries too is that they oh, oh wow oh. yeah um the thing and then this uh, is sierra sierra the thing about unsolved mysteries is that they on one episode they talk about multiple Cases. Yeah, so it can be kind of frustrating if you like want to hear about other cases on there and then they're like not airing it because one thing. Anyway, well, that was it. Benito, uh, I hate that whole entire thing. Yeah. <sighs> Baby, right? How are you? See, that's the thing that I don't like about like public universities. Is like technically anybody, anyone can walk on the anybody, campus. Yeah. 
that's you a, would never know. A that's yeah. a it's a it is a problem because like you know like I not in a bad way, but most people there hopefully are college students just trying to get an education, trying to better themselves. Like to have to think about that on top of you know studying finals like exams life anxiety depression um new places like it's just we ask a lot (laughs) the thing about um lsu that i really liked was you could not drive on the campus no no cars were allowed on the campus from 9 a.m until 4 30 p.m oh and the only cars you would ever see were like staff yeah university cars um or um teachers and you had to have a special pass so like that way like because students could just walk anywhere because hello that's the whole point like they need to get to their class and lc's campus is huge um all of our public smu's was not so (laughs) south carolina's was so huge for my that's ridiculous for my um from my freshman year dorm to mm-hmm. my sorority house, which was across campus, yeah. it was a mile and a half. Yeah. Oh, the sometimes the I did of SMU's campus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sometimes the... I did it, but that's but that's not the furthest that my campus goes. No. That was just uh, that was just where, where, it, was where it was located. The Greek houses on LSU's campus were on like the far end of campus, like separate from where dorms are (laughs) like they were not close together um the and of course the greek houses at lsu were like lakeside beautiful (laughs) like fuck off anyway lakeside yeah there's a there's like two lakes right right in the not in the middle like on the peripheral of uh periphery yeah periphery of lsu's campus and that's where like the greek houses are so my story um if i've never said this on the podcast i particularly love unsolved cases they're yes. like my bread and butter Sweet. Uh, yeah and i don't know there's just a lot about them we might have mentioned it when we were talking about lasagne frune and i'm sure i've said it a lot but i haven't been able to do one in a while because just our topic and if you don't know anything about me, I don't like any cases. I'm just on here unwillingly. I think you really don't like the unsolved ones either because they freak you out. I fucking so. hate. Yeah, because that I means like... She likes a carefully tied up presented case. She likes yeah. a happy ending. I like a happy ending. <laughs> um, this one I like, doesn't have one. I, like, I, I do like when the cases are solved because that means that person can't hurt me. Okay. Uh, the potential of an unsolved case happening again to me and or the person finding me is too greatly risk like a risk for my my life i know it's insane but okay so my case is the murder of suzanne joven so this is suzanne no she's cute you know why are they always so pretty i know uh suzanne was a 21 year old uh who was born in Germany in 1977 but she had a dual Ooh, dual, dual citizenship. Yeah. Uh y'all want to guess which Ivy League school she went to? Um Yale. Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so she was a student at Yale and she was a dual major in both chemistry and biology. 
Okay, girl. Right. Dang. Her parents were scientists, so it was like, fuck off. Genius. <laughs> what, what year was this? Um, 2001. Whoa. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So she was in her senior. Oh, sorry. 98. The fuck 2001 came from, Emily? What? What? This happened in 1998. Oh, sorry. I I saw 2001 on here. It's wrong. (laughs) 98. Um, And so she was in her senior year at the time. So after dropping off the penultimate draft of her senior essay. So how relieving is that? Turning in your senior essay, like Ooh, you're, I'm done. You're done. You're feeling the weight of the world off of you yep. until you realize being School, an adult, man, sucks. And I'm about to get murdered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she, it was a draft of her essay, so maybe not quite done, but whatever. Still feeling Close good. To. The essay was on the terrorist leader mm. Osama bin Laden. Ooh. Yeah. Was it like biology based? Yeah, what is... Uh, I have no detail about that. Do they have to do, like, a... Do we think that at Yale they have to do a senior thesis? Probably, but, like, I don't... I couldn't tell you why it was written about the Osama bin Laden. um, So she turned that essay in at approximately 4.15 on Friday, December 4th, 1998. Suzanne... Wait, both of y'all's happened in December. What's up with the summer time frame? It's a one twelfth chance that it would happen in it. <laughs> also, like it's cold. It's almost people are Christmas. Angry. I don't know. Um, people flip out during family time. Yeah, during the holidays, everyone's angry. So, Suzanne began. I uh, like after turning in. That's eight. She began preparations for a pizza making party that she had organized uh, at the Trinity Lutheran Church which is on 292 Orange Street for the local chapter of Best Buddies. Um, and in case no one knows what Best Buddies is, I know you I guys do. Best but um, for the listeners that don't know, it is an international organization that brings together students and mentally disabled adults. Um, so she was like a big part of the local chapter and uh, had organized this pizza-making party. So she got there, um, like, at 4.30 and stayed until 8.30 because she had helped to set up and then clean up after it was over. So after she left, uh, she was driving another volunteer home in a borrowed university station wagon. Like, she had borrowed the station wagon to... um, haul all of the stuff that they need for this party um because you could like rent out vehicles from the university Ooh, from the university that's not a thing anymore is it i yeah they have like private services that i mean do like it. i'm sure there's if it's like the best buddies organization that the school is involved with they, oh they might they so. might okay i'm just wondering because i was like what Around 8.45, she returned the car to the Yale-owned lot on the corner of Edgewood Avenue and Howe Street. And in case you guys are like, why do you keep tying out streets? We don't live there. We don't know what you're talking about. Uh, It it becomes important. (laughs) So, um, And she proceeded to walk two blocks to her second floor apartment at 258 Park Street. 
um, which is upstairs from a Yale police substation. So like the substations on the first floor, there are apartments above it. Wait, so she's, that's insane. Yep. She's parked in front of a police station. Basically. So she like lives in the same building that a, a, police, a police station, station is in. And- Oh my God! How many? How many parents are always like, "Know where your police station is? Know where your fire department is?" I can't, is. Mom. It's below like, me. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh! Like, oh, I, I just, bet her parents felt really happy. Safe, yeah, it's yeah, um, like supposed never to... lower your guard, ladies. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're probably... coming for you no matter what. But you know, that's what, what I'm saying is like, I thought it was like super safe. Yep. Like, this is the best apartment you could be living in. Like, you're right below a police station. Yep. Okay. So, sometime prior to 8.50 p.m., a few friends passed by Joven's window and asked her if she wanted to join them at the movies. She said no, because she had planned to do um, some more homework that night. Um, And at 9.02, Suzanne logged onto her Yale email account and told a female friend um, in German, like she was writing this email in German, That she was going to leave some GRE books for her in Suzanne's apartment lobby. So she was, the friend was going to come to Suzanne's apartment to pick up these books. Uh, But Suzanne had to retrieve these books from an unnamed person who had borrowed them from her first. So she also provided the access, access code for the apartment door in the email. Uh, so remember this email. Because uh, I'm going to reference it later. Yeah. Is it a it's unsolved, dude. No. <laughs> the person she was emailing. Yeah. The, the person she was emailing was a friend. Confirmed yes. friend. Okay. So at 9.10, she logged off. If she made or received any calls... Um, like we don't know because calls within Yale's telephone system were not traceable at this time cool. in 98. Why? Because it's 1998. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Alexander uh, Graham Bell would not even know <laughs> what a cell phone does these days. Did you know that he was like an asshole? I'm yeah. not surprised. I feel like a lot of great men in history are. Uh-huh. <laughs> Me and Wolf Ala, just... Thomas Jefferson... Me and Wolf literally just had this discussion. Uh, about how he's an asshole? No, Who's about the... asshole men Andrew. in history. History. Yeah. Last night. We got in a huge discussion about it. And not an argument, right? Y'all didn't fight about it? Did you guys fight? It was a debate. Okay. I love getting right. into like silly fights. <laughs> um, so she was uh, wearing... The same outfit she had been wearing earlier to the pizza party, which was um, some soft, low-cut hiking boots. Soft. Probably like Timberlands. Those are soft, right? That's how it's pronounced? Timberlands? Yeah. Tim- Timberland? Timberland. Like the rapper? Okay. okay. So Tim's. <laughs> I'm guessing. This is just their description. They're hiking boots. so Tim's. But they're low-cut jeans and a maroon fleece pullover okay so i love literally me. exactly what isabel wears her outfit sounds cute <laughs> yeah i, yeah, know. I know it's like I and it's like it. it's winter in 
Yale, wherever Yale which is, is super cold. Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Right. Did you even watch Gilmore Girls? (laughs) You know, I'm still bitter that she even went there in the first place, but whatever. Should have gone to Harvard? Yep. Should have gone to Harvard. Like, I'm on Lorelai's side, okay? Like, that was your dream, and then you just did what your grandparents wanted you to do. And you got them to pay for it. Yep. Like a... Anyway. (laughs) Rory sucks. I hate her so much. We can just talk about how much I hate her for the rest of the podcast. No, we can't. We gotta get through this. Okay. Gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. Okay, go. Gotta, gotta make it, go. gotta make it, gotta make it through. Hey, y'all. Copyright. 15 we seconds. you. Why are you being mean? <laughs> she brought half of the food. She also did not eat my half of the food that I brought. I did eat your food. She had a bite of one of the things that I brought. Okay. I want to talk every day. <laughs> So, very shortly after, um, Suzanne headed out on foot uh, to the Yale Police Communications Center under the arch at Phelps Gate, which is on Yale's old campus, to return the keys to the car that she had borrowed because she had forgotten to do that earlier. Um, shortly before reaching her destination, around 9.22, Suzanne encountered classmate Peter Stein, excuse me, who was out for a walk. He killed her! Okay. He didn't, (laughs) but... (laughs) Okay. You're, like, implicating Peter, and he had nothing to do with this. Um, Peter is quoted by the Yale Daily News as saying, quote, she did not mention plans to go anywhere or do anything else afterward. She just said that she was very, very tired and that she was looking forward to getting a lot of sleep, end quote. I so, mean, she had a long day. The eternal sleep. Yeah. Wow. Monica, death. Monica, that was so fucking <laughs> <so laughs> dark. Wow. That's what I'm okay. here for. So Peter also said that Suzanne was not wearing a backpack and that she was holding... One or more sheets of white eight and a half by eleven inch paper in her right hand. So eight and a half by eleven is regular, like printer, yeah, the standard paper. Yeah, paper. Printer paper. paper. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why that was like noted, but whatever. Also, what did he he noted that? Yeah, he's saying she was holding some paper. Oh, and I guess they had to like ask her what kind, ask him what kind of paper she was holding. What? So he was like normal fucking paper. <laughs> I don't know. Like, could you imagine asking a male college student that question? He'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to say? Like, regular Matt fucking Black paper. A crew. <laughs> it's legal size paper. A <laughs> eleven. So, and I know this because I use it to write letters to my beloved. Okay, I'll go back <laughs> into my hole and listen. So um, he also <laughs> said that she was walking at a, quote, normal pace. What the fuck? So she's holding paper and she's walking normally. Like, <laughs> well, okay, let me. So what if he, wait, what if he, <laughs> this, this like adds to the case and like she wasn't under duress or whatever. But, yes, like, I mean. She but the thing is. How is she walking normally? Oh, no. But like, even if you, she was walking. Okay, so what if she was walking, holding a poster sized paper, walking briskly? Maybe she's trying that to. Poke, Maybe I just went to Kinko's. Yeah. 
they're yelling at me. Cold. You guys, they're yelling at me. Like, I have any control over this. <laughs> it's Barba. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's my <laughs> Sorry to all the Burbies out there. Okay. Just walking normally if i can say that uh (laughs) and that she did not look nervous or excited and that their encounter lasted only two or three minutes so it's like like she was running an errand that she was not in a hurry that she didn't she wasn't like oh my god like there's a creepy dude following me like i'm trying to get out of here peter stop trying to talk to me peter So basically, she was just being a normal fucking college student. She just dropped off some fucking. No wonder it's unsolved. (laughs) She just dropped off some keys, (laughs) and she's like, "I want to go home and sleep." Okay, like honestly, though, if I was in that situation and Peter stopped me and I was like, "I want to go home and sleep," I would have been like, "All right." Bye. That's why it lasted two or three minutes, and that's why that's longer. That's longer. Wait, Mike. I'm dipping out. Good night, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, this is my plan. I'm going to bed. Right. And if you're in college, like, sleep's the best. Well, she also told people earlier that she had some homework to do, which she could have just, like, lied to those people to get out of going yeah. with them somewhere. Well, also, well, also so. I don't know. Like, if two to three minutes is a lot longer than I would put into a conversation. Well, if they're friends. So, like, no. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. You're not Suzanne, and like, I'm a, she wasn't hangry. <laughs> I'm not hangry. Sleepy. I'm not saying you're hangry right now. But she probably like had some like really good pizza earlier, which probably made her sleepy. Like after working really hard, and it's the weekend. Like, okay, shut Anyways. the fuck up, Peter. Let me, <laughs> let me go. Okay. Okay. So this is like all really sad because she's quite literally about to be murdered so um based on the timeline suzanne is presumed to have returned the keys to the borrowed car at 9 25 she was reportedly last seen alive at between 9 25 and 9 30 by another yale student on foot returning from a yale hockey game because there had been a hockey game on campus that night she was walking north on college street suzanne was However, it was later clarified that it was unclear whether Suzanne was walking somewhere, waiting for someone, or pausing to admire the holiday lights along the New Haven Green. Oh, Because it's, uh, it's December. December. So. All right. So 9.30 was the last time she was seen. At 9.55. Damn it, Peter. Why don't you walk with her? What a shitty friend. Oh. <laughs> okay, first Peter did it, and now it's his fault that she died. Like, poor Peter's getting Justice the shaft. <laughs> um, he's probably like a really nice dude. Uh, he probably for is. all we know. So, uh, okay. I hope he is at least. <laughs> at nine fifty-five, a passerby dialed nine one one to report a woman bleeding at the corner of Edge Hill Road and East Rock Road. Oh my god, that's like twenty minutes. That the nine thirty to nine fifty five. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I thought you. I thought you meant like. Oh, I was gonna be like, how the fuck did you know this? Also, uh, passerby. Like, yeah. Did he not? Did they not stop? Wait. Well, they just saw someone bleeding. I don't know. <laughs> I hate you guys. You're always like, what? 
I'm like a second away from fucking telling you what happened. Okay. Okay. We're advanced. Yeah. You're jumping the gun. So. But we do best. This fucking area, much like any other college campus, there are houses like immediately surrounding it. Yeah. Okay. It's a neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. She's in a neighborhood. She's in a neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, But, okay. I'm going to read the sentence again. (laughs) So at 9.55. Someone called 911 to report a woman bleeding at the corner of Edge Hill Road and East Rock Road, 1.9 miles from the Yale campus. So she didn't walk. What? She was on. Oh, she didn't. (gasps) Okay, hold on. So her house, where she lives, her apartment above the cops. Yeah. Yeah is off campus or close to basically on campus it's basically on campus because it was the yale police away or was forced away almost a mile away from almost two so she had walked walked from her apartment to drop these keys off at a different place so in it was still on more on campus Mm -hmm. so she moved inward she was walking out back the direction toward her apartment yeah after having returned those keys yeah College Street. This street is on campus. Uh-huh. Two miles, one minute. That makes sense. So two miles. What? 20 minutes, 10 minutes each mile. She's two miles off campus. Well, that's really it shitty. It is impossible for her to have walked that two far miles. in yeah. that time. time. Is what I'm that is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you that's can't walk that fast. No. No one can. And even if she had run. Yeah. Probably still wasn't not... doing that. She was in hiking boots. That is... Out. And fast do. running right it, so you you that's a 10 minute mile so they, your first assumption is that she was in a car or somebody took her in yeah, a vehicle is the her. first there's a good assumption is yep. the assumption we should okay be. all right so the police arrived at 9 58 that's like three minutes yeah they're 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 there they're there cool cool they found suzanne dead she's <gasps> dead no she'd been stabbed 17 times that's a lot in the Back That's of her personal. head. <gasps> oh my god. And neck. Oh my god. And her throat was slit. In oh in twenty minutes. This all happened in a span of twenty minutes. That's a minutes. lot. That's a lot of stabbing for like That's personal. Yeah. I mean it's and the hand and her quick. and they cut her yeah. throat. Yeah, to make sure that she died. She heck? died. So she was lying on her stomach. Her feet were I mean they also tried to make sure Allison Botha died, but she also wasn't stabbed in the head, so she her head was tried. Not to everyone can be Botha. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> let's just say that Allison is the outlier of all of our stories. Great her head off. was cut off. Her she head was not cut imagine. off. Her, her head was still there. She was attached to Allison. see things. We attach it to see things. Oh. Stop doing that You brought it up, girl. Yeah, you did this to yourself. I know. I regret. But I had to. I had to explain that. Every time there's a neck wound, you're gonna bring her up. (laughs) Suzanne did not survive this. Okay, so she was lying on her stomach, feet in the road, body on the grassy area between the road and the sidewalk. So we can picture that. Yeah, this is pretty public. It is. What the hell? She was fully clothed. And she was still wearing her watch and earrings with a crumbled dollar bill in her pocket. So we can make the assumption that it wasn't, it wasn't about money. Money. Her wallet was found to be still in her room. So she didn't bring it with her. Um, 
she was officially pronounced dead at the Yale New Haven Hospital at 1026. So, oh my God. okay. I have to burp. Okay. Many times, many, t- many items, items, times, they're the same letters, just differently arranged. Uh, oh, wait. Hi. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah. <laughs> that's why I said times. Like okay. lemons and melons. You're right. (laughs) Many items and observations have been reported by the police and media as possible evidence over the years of the investigation, uh, much of which has either been discredited, (laughs) deemed hearsay or unreliable, or has been explained. However, the most notable physical evidence appears to be the following. One, DNA found in scrapings under her fingernails Uh, of her left hand. Yeah. This is my right hand, but whatever. Her her left hand, fingernail, DNA, blood. Suzanne's fingerprints, number two, uh, on a, and an unknown person's partial palm print on a fresca bottle in the bushes in front of where her body was found. <laughs> fresca. <laughs> fresca. <laughs> and three, and this is the most graphic, the tip of the knife used in the attack that was oh my god lodged in her skull oh my god yeah so basically they stabbed her till the knife broke oh my gosh this is personal it's awful it's just awful Uh. yeah so the most notable observations so the physical evidence I just talked about, but the observations are next. They were one, a tan or brown van stopped in the roadway facing east, immediately adjacent to where Suzanne was found on the road. Huh. Two, a man in his 20s or 30s with an athletic build, build, I don't know why I said it like that, well groomed hair, dark pants, a loose fitting greenish jacket. Running like his life depended on it in the opposite direction from where Suzanne was killed. Huh. That is a very specific. How did, how, if he was running, <laughs> how did they see his well-groomed hair? Maybe he wasn't running and then he was running. Fair enough. And three. A mysterious, nondescript, quote, someone whom Suzanne mentioned in that email le- that had been sent less than an hour before to whom she had lent a friend's GRE test study material. So now I'm going to explain. When she was messaging her friend in German about the GRE books she was going to leave and had mentioned, I have to get them, someone else has them. She used someone, the word someone, for this other person. And people think that that's kind of weird syntax. Like, I have, like, because they, like, because they assume that Suzanne was, like, pointedly not mentioning who this person was. That makes sense. Because, like, if you're saying, hey, like, yeah, you can borrow my jewelry books, I'll just have to go get them from Emily. Chad. Or my Or my friend. Or my friend. Or. Yeah, someone is a weird. Or my classmate. Yeah. Whatever. Or, like, the guy who. Like, the person I loaned them to. Yep. Like, you could use person. Yeah. I can, like, sort of make arguments for it. Like, if you, like, don't feel like, 
like this person doesn't my friend doesn't know who that is so i just say someone or um but even even we okay, or maybe it's a, a trans maybe it's a translation yeah it might be a translation because it wasn't like german. in german yeah i don't know because i don't speak german I don't speak but german. i'm assuming they probably talked to german speakers and were like is this normal and they said no because they wouldn't make such a big deal out of it i think they assume that this quote someone was someone that suzanne was hiding the identity of for Mm. some reason okay so that is part of this okay the only speculation about the murder weapon came on the March 1st, 2000 broadcast of ABC's 2020. According to the host, John Miller's voiceover, quote, the medical examiner would later identify, excuse me, only one of the 17 stab wounds is fatal. Isn't that so sad? Yeah. Ugh. Was it the one where the tip was stuck? Probably. Um... He would also determine that the murder weapon was a four to five inch non-serrated carbon steel knife when he discovered the tip of the blade lodged in the left uh. side of the End quote. Uh. The New Haven police have never revealed whether any tests have ever been done to determine a precise make and model of the knife. So like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> like, test it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably too late. Especially because some knives, they they have, like, patterns to them. Yeah. Or, like, a certain store sells them. Yeah. Exactly. They and it's probably them. too late to determine that now. Yeah. yeah. Since they sell them. Not 1998 then, anymore. And then, like, you know, since they sell them, and, like, how many people actually go out and buy yeah. a knife set? Oh, you could at least know if it's Remember from a set. Maybe they have to replace yep. the knife. Yeah. Because the tip is gone. Yep. We won't like the New Haven police after this. Okay. So, though there have been no reports of anyone witnessing Suzanne enter or exit any vehicle, it is generally assumed that Suzanne had either forcibly or voluntarily entered one, as it was virtually impossible for her to have reached the intersection where she was found by foot in this short span of time between when she was last seen and when she was found bleeding by witnesses nearly two miles away. It's just not possible. The existence of the tan slash brown van was not made public by the New Haven Police Department until March 27th, 2001. 20, wow. Why so long? What? Like, why, it doesn't make any sense because, hello, if if people know, like, oh, I know someone who has a fucking brown van. Brown tan That lives van. in like, that area. Also, like, what, why wouldn't that be in the report? Like, woman dead please look for yep make a suspect model, like suspect a suspect was last seen near this colored van yeah oh makes me so mad um although members of the yale faculty had reported the police were asking privately about the van at the inception of the investigation no explanation has ever been given why it took more than two years to release the information to the public And although the New Haven Register, which is their newspaper, reported on November 8th, 2001, that the New Haven police had impounded a brown van as part of Suzanne's investigation, no link has ever been confirmed. Okay. The existence of the Fresca bottle, it was a bottle, not a can. 
So picture that in your head, I guess. Um, that came to light on April 1st, 2001 by a Hartford Current reporter. Um, the only store in the vicinity of the campus that sold Fresca that was still open at the hour that Suzanne was last seen alive was Krauser's Market on York Street near Elm Street, which is one block south of her apartment. So it was like right there. Oh, okay. So they probably picked her up at that. It's possible. I'm thinking like, unless they forcibly took her, which I don't know. Like you're saying, it sounds super personal. What had happened to her? She may have gotten into someone's car that she knew. Yeah, it sounds like they. It sounds like yeah, the person either. Are you cold again? No, I'm not. So that was the only store that sold Fresca. So literally, they could have gone through their rec one store selling Fresca. How popular is a Fresca? Obviously not if only one store is selling it. Exactly. So, yeah. so drilling that down and seeing how many how many how frescas. Hard, how hard is that? How many frescas <laughs> were sold yeah. this night? Was anyone with her? Because if she was in there buying it herself. Yeah. Did any did you see anyone, did anyone outside? outside? Did you see a car that pulled up? Was there a car that pulled up after she bought the fucking fresca? Ooh! Oh man! So, Maybe the place that sold it had cameras. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm getting there. Although no. Krausers maintained a video recording of its customers for security purposes, the police never asked to view their tape. So dumb. And have never reported seeking assistance from store employees or customers about whether they had been had seen anything unusual that night. Is there some? Is this New Haven pre- police trying to cover something up? She did live underneath them. You know that, what was that, 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 y'all know what gif I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I love that gif. Okay. Um, The foreign palm print has yet to be identified and public calls for DNA evidence to be extracted from it and other potential sources have gone unheeded. All right. The first mention of the existence of the fingernail DNA was on October 26, 2001, following a solicitation by the New Haven police for colleagues, friends, and acquaintances of Suzanne to come forward and give DNA samples voluntarily. That is three years. 2001. What are you doing in these three years, New Haven police? Please tell me. What is going on in New Haven? What is the crime rate there? Probably not high, but still. No explanation has ever been given as to why it took nearly three years for the fingernail scrapings to be tested for DNA. All right. On September 14, 2009, Suzanne's parents wrote to Connecticut Governor M. Jody Rell that, quote, potential forensic investigations made possible by significant advances in technology in the intervening decade are not being carried out due to shortcomings in the Connecticut Forensic Science Laboratory, end quote. Uh, Governor Rell's office admitted that the lab also had a backlog of 12,000 DNA samples that needed to be tested. So, like, they wrote back the Jovens, and that's what they said. Like, oh, we have, like, 12,000 other things that we need to do. Boo-hoo! So? Like, so what? I don't care. Is a a murder of of a Yale student not enough? To say, to, to be on the radar of your other list of things? Like, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Donate to end the backlog, guys. Okay. Um, the DNA results from material collected under a fingernail of 
Suzanne's left hand remained unmatched until 2009. It was determined at that time that the DNA matched that of a trace evidence technician in the Connecticut State Police Forensics Laboratory and was the result of accidental evidence contamination at the lab. So her DNA was, the DNA was contaminated. Yeah. Are you guys seeing why it's still unsolved? Okay. It's just going to get worse from here. All right. At the end of June 2008, um, the task force that they had put together to solve uh, Suzanne's case, which is called the Joven Task Force, revealed that only days after the crime, quote, a female motorist told the police at the time that she was driving in the area of Whitney Avenue and Huntington Street at about 10 p.m. when she saw a white male sprint past her and disappear into the church property, end quote. As for why this testimony was withheld from the public for nearly a decade, quote, sources said the police at the time showed her a photo of Yale professor James Vandeveld, who was Suzanne's thesis advisor, whom police had publicly identified as a suspect to determine if he was the man she saw. They also took her, took her in an unmarked van to Vandeveld's office so she could look at him in person. She told them Vandeveld was not the man she saw running, and investigators didn't contact her again. That end, doesn't end quote. So, subsequently, the Joven Task Force began hanging a sketch of this person around the neighborhood in which he was spotted. So, this is the sketch. That looks like a student. On July 16, 2008, the Joven Task Force provided further details of Suzanne's final email written in German about the GRA test study materials that um, Suzanne was going to leave for her friend to pick up. Um, quote, Suzanne wrote that she would retrieve the books and leave them in the foyer of her apartment for the classmate to pick up, giving her classmate the code to her apartment in case Suzanne was not in the building. End quote. The materials were never retor- returned. <laughs> were never returned, nor has anyone ever come forward as the borrower, leading many to speculate the borrower may have possibly been involved in her killing. I can see that? Yeah, for sure. Why wouldn't you come forward? It's yeah, innocent it, enough. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, or whatever. Like, even if you weren't that le- close to her, it like, was less in- implementing. In- it- I mean, it's not like if you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, like just be like, here's the fucking stuff. Yeah, I gave her the JRE books and I never saw her. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Furthermore, Suzanne's specific use of the word someone when referring to the borrower implies to many that she did not know this borrower very well, which is also um, potentially true. So. Uh, although it's kind of, I, it would be really weird to lend someone your GRE books if you didn't know them that well. I agree. Just saying. But whatever. Maybe she didn't care. Maybe she, like, put a thing online, like, if anyone needs to borrow these, feel free. Yeah. I don't need them right now. Okay. It's like a student exchange. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that odd. However, they could have still murdered her. So... Four days after the murder, the name of Joven's thesis advisor, James Vandeveld, who I mentioned a little bit ago, was leaked to the New Haven Register as the prime suspect in the case. Fifteen months later, criminologist John Plekad 
Plekaitis. Sorry, John. I don't know how to say your last name. <laughs> Who was then a sergeant at the New Haven Police Department admitted to the Hartford Current that, quote, from a physical evidence standpoint, we had nothing to tie him to the case. I had nothing to link him to the crime, end quote. Famed criminologist Henry Lee, we know him, uh, but for those that don't, a.k.a. Isabel, he, like I said, famed criminologist, but he also, like, has been involved with super high-profile cases like John Bidet, um other ones. I don't know. Whatever. He's really smart. So Okay. He's often brought in for, Dream like... job. Huh? Dream job. Oh, I know. He's often brought in for, like unsolved stuff how do you get this job god i don't know being a genius like (laughs) combo biology yeah and psych is science (laughs) okay okay (laughs) is it at all science uh he uh um he offered to reconstruct the crime scene um and the police department was like, okay, but then they never went through with it. The fudge! So based on subsequent questioning of the Yale community and on Van Develde's name being released prior to the completion of his police interrogation, it became apparent the New Haven police had, for undisclosed reasons, become convinced that Van Develde and Suzanne must have been having an illicit or unrequited oh, affair. Hell. A notion that friends of Suzanne, including her boyfriend, considered <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> uh, he's like, she's fucking me. <laughs> she doesn't need to go to her thesis advisor. Okay. How do we know it's not the boyfriend? He was out of town. Oh. Uh, nevertheless. Huh? <laughs> nevertheless, though not revealing any physical evidence or emotive, the New Haven police continued to maintain that their naming of Vandeveld was not presumptuous. I feel like it was, since you didn't even go look at the fucking video content about the Fresca bottle. Yeah. Which has her fingerprints on it, so we and know. other dude. Yeah, like, and someone else. And a whole palm. Attacker woman. Right. Or t- attacker none by name. Yeah. Yale, under the guidance of Dean Richard Broadhead... <laughs> just hearing wolf giggle like <laughs> oh my God. um he then chose to cancel vandeveld's spring 1999 classes citing his presence as a major distraction major fair. distraction yeah he didn't do it that we know of right we don't have enough evidence just because to- the chick that was his like thesis student. he was thesis advising for died murdered doesn't mean that he did it it doesn't Could and i'm gonna like i'm gonna tell you why he didn't do it so. okay tell um, me why uh i think it's patrick peter <laughs> leave peter not alone. even fucking patrick wrong apostle <laughs> patrick was <What's> <laughs> <laughs> wrong apostle is the name of this episode <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, so they canceled his classes, citing major distraction, uh, damaging his reputation and academic career. That does really, like... Yeah, because then it's like, why... Yeah. If he tries to go to another school, 
they ask why were your classes canceled uh they thought i murdered a girl but i didn't i swear (laughs) i swear i didn't do it and it's not like the people can call the police and be like like of the area and be like hey like this guy's not a suspect but they'd be like yeah he is so (laughs) they Uh, smeared him in the media yeah in 2000, Vandeveld and colleagues strongly and eventually publicly encouraged Yale to hire their own private investigators to study the case. In December 2000, under additional pressure from the Joven family. Did they finally do it? Yes. Uh, Yale relented and hired the team of Andrew Rosenzweig. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Andrew R., <laughs> former chief investigator of the New York District Attorney's Office. Cool. And Patrick Harnett, a former <sighs> commanding officer of the New York Police Department's Major Crime Squad. Maybe this is the Patrick she thought. Well, was about. <laughs> you think that he did it? The major Crimes, dude. It would be the perfect crime. <laughs> it would, yeah. Um, it was at their insistence that the New Haven Police allowed the state forensics lab to analyze Suzanne's fingernail scrapings for DNA. But, like, too motherfucking late, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Neither the resulting DNA nor the Fresca bottle <gasps> fingerprint were matched to Vandeveld. Yale has not made its investigation public nor explained its secrecy. Okay, so that part's not great. <gasps> but at least they investigated it and proved that Vandeveld didn't do it. I guess. I'm going to keep telling you why he didn't do it because I'm not done. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I guess I'm happy that they brought in a private investigator Team, but, like, but we still don't know. Uh, yeah. So the New Haven police. We'll res- never know. <laughs> yeah. The New Haven police responded by contacting the U.S. Navy, which Vandeveld was working for after leaving Yale. Cool. Oh, badass. The but the New Haven police was urging them to reconsider their contract work with him. What? That's not fair. You can't do that. Leave him. Well, I mean, fair enough. Like, if you truly did think it's like, ah, yeah, but they were already proving that he didn't. Um, so going so far as to travel to D.C. to meet with Navy officials, a thorough review was conducted that resulted in Vandeveld being allowed to keep his job and his security clearance. So the Navy was like, fuck y'all. Did you fall again? I slipped on the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Keep that in. Uh, I slipped on the blanket. All right. Okay. Back so he it. was able to keep his job. Good. He deserves it. These police don't. Yeah. And maybe he's a criminal mastermind. Who knows? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sensing that the investigation had dead ended on him, Vandeveld undertook a letter writing campaign urging the Connecticut State Cold Case Unit to take over the case. When the chief state attorney refused, Vandeveld began pressing the police to undertake additional state-of-the-art forensic tests on the evidence. On September 1st, 2006, nearly eight years after the murder, the Joven investigation was officially classified a cold case and moved to Connecticut's cold case unit. However, the case was never added to the cold case unit website, nor was there any mention of the reward being offered, prompting Vandeveld once again to write letters of complaint. On November 29, 2007, a fucking year later, Assistant State's Attorney James Clark admitted that the case had been secretly reassigned back to New Haven in June of that year, and this time under the auspices of a hand-picked team of four retired detectives. According to Clark, quote, no person is a suspect in the crime, and everyone is a suspect in the crime, end quote. Once again, the case is said to be in the hands of Connecticut's cold case unit, 
though there is no mention of it on their website still. So. Is there a cover up? I think there might be. So, what but. if she was just like really noisy college kids and their police were like, you know what would shut her up instead of like asking her to? Her? Like killing her. Yeah. This student. Yeah. Specifically. She lived on top of them, you know? Oh, like, that kind just, of like, noisy. Through? I thought you meant just like in general. I was like, she doesn't like <laughs> seem that tight. She laughs too loud. <laughs> She's just she never shuts the fuck up. Bio students, they just talk too much. Yeah, you know? those science students, real loud. No, like, what if she just threw parties and they were like, let's silence her. Murder her. (laughs) Um, Okay, last paragraph. On December 8, 2012, a group of area residents presented the Joven Task Force with potential evidence that Suzanne's killer might have been a former Yale graduate student who, after telling friends he was convinced he would be imminently arrested for the murder, committed suicide. Whoa. Oh. The task force declined to pursue the lead. Declined? These residents then filed a Freedom of Information request against New Haven and Yale. The scheduled May 31st, 2013 hearing was then postponed at the request of the city. In November 2016, two members of a television documentary team also petitioned the Connecticut Freedom of Information Commission for access to related law enforcement records. The matter was heard on April 17, 2017, and a decision rendered on September 1st of that year, denying the request. Let's put another request in. I don't even <laughs> give a shit. I don't need to know anything right now, because, like, but I need, I think they need, we need to put another request in. Yeah. The commission cited testimony of Assistant State's Attorney Marsha Pillsbury that, quote, Toy boy. That quote disclosure of the records would prejudice a prospective prosecution of Suzanne's killer, end quote, finding that a prospective law enforcement action is a responsible, a responsible, a reasonable possibility. Wait, what? I don't know. Okay. Legal. Legal. I think basically they're just saying, like, they're still investigating. If we tell you this information, it's going to ruin the investigation. But it's, like, been 20 years. Yeah. There's no ruining the investigation. Like, you already ruined the investigation. Right. You're so all like, fucking idiots. We and... should probably get the information. Yeah. So, in reporting on the decision, the Hartford Current further elaborated that Suzanne's clothing would undergo touch DNA testing. Cool. The FBI was reinvolved. Both new and prior witnesses were being interviewed, and a hypnotist, for whatever reason, was being hired to interview a key witness who may have seen Suzanne walking only minutes before she was murdered. And that's it. So this is James Vandeveld, the teacher. He doesn't look like the drawing. He doesn't look like the drawing. The Um, drawing looked like a college kid. But, like, I don't know if that's a current picture or if that's an old picture. Sorry, that's all I found. In my opinion, Osama Bin Laden did it. Oh my god, that's really funny because, like, of course, Redditors are like, <laughs> oh, he did it. <laughs> okay. He's... Yale student too smart figured it out. <laughs> he's dead now. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, our closer. Well, that's you had crazy. One. Wait, yeah. I, you said you had one, Monica. What's your favorite college mascot? Oh my god. Okay. 
Uh, it's a thinker one. I can mention mine. I know what yours is. The like sea slug thing. Oh my god! I was like, I didn't know you knew it. We talked yeah. about it on this podcast. We have talked about it on the Santa Cruz banana slug. Yeah. Yes. Mine is honestly slugs. Mine is mine, which is the gamecock, Boo. because I get to yell out, "Go Cox!" Remember and how when you cheered for Cox? Is that? <laughs> Wolf just said, "I love, I love it cock. too." <laughs> Gamecocks. She's. He said that he loves that she's ice cream. It. <laughs> okay, so um, should I leave you two alone? <laughs> my my favorite. Uh, like I like look up weird college mascots sometimes because there's so many weird ones. There's, there's like bishops so- and stuff. Rhode Island School of Design, Scrody the Nads. <laughs> they like voted. I I yeah. totally see that. Oh it, my god! He like literally is a penis. It's a penis. The art school would do that. Yeah. 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 Wolf is saying that RISD is one of the top. We really need to mic you up. It's one of the top art art schools. I just yelled. Um, the Gray Harbor Chokers. Yeah, they are. Has may have, <laughs> may have the most misinterpreted college mascot in America. Anyone from outside of Northern Washington would take one look at the eight foot wood carving of the brawny man tightly stretching a thick rope <laughs> for fear, like with fear of their necks. But apparently, the Grace Harbor administration doesn't see what the big fuss is about. Yeah, no, I, okay. I I don't know. So, Um, yeah, which one is, so which one is yours? Uh, uh, There, I don't know. I don't think I have one, but there's a fighting artichoke, which I really enjoy. Oh, artichoke. There's Keggy the Keg. Thank you, Dartmouth. Oh, okay. He's the unofficial mascot of Dartmouth. Um, the California State University Long Beach Dirtbags. <laughs> I kind Long of like beach. that. I kind oh. of like that. Just a teenage dirtbag. Uh, I'm a teenage dirtbag, baby. That's funny. Um, yeah, like, there are just weird ones out there. Isn't like, there a narwhal one? Because that one would be very I have no idea. But Syracuse are like the orange. But I don't think it's the fruit. It's like the color. Isn't Harvard like the crimson? Yeah. Or That's do Stanford. they have? Oh. One of them. Isn't Stanford something oh. with a color? I know they're like yeah, trees. They have trees. Yeah. Stanford mascot. Okay. What do people do before internet? They just I don't had know. They like wonder. They just have to be like, I, I don't Stanford know. Stanford is the fighting trees. <laughs> Tr- Go no. trees! Trees, man. Okay, have y'all ever? I know I talk about Reddit like all the time. It's and okay. I love it, but have you ever seen like R dash trees? No. It's like all pot, and then like R dash oh. weed is just like tree appreciation. That's posts. actually really I funny. love. I that. love that. That's great. That's, okay, that's how we should end it. That's beautiful. so. Oh my god, there's the fighting okra. Oh my god, that one's my favorite. Who's there? I don't know. Delta Who? State in. I'm so blind. In I'm so Cleveland, Mississippi. Cleveland, Mississippi. Okra. Okra. Oh my god. Okay. New favorite. I love that. With that, we are tuning off. You have to post the okra. Yeah, post the okra. (laughs) Um, Isabel signing us off. Please follow us on all all socials. Uh, (laughs) Two girls. (laughs) One number. Skate cat. Those are numbers. And then, yeah. They would be subscribe. Bye. Bye.